Hello again, this is World Pastor Tony and Lama. This is program number 739. If you'd like to have a copy of it, Sharon will tell you how at the end of the program. Please let us know whether you want a CD or an audio tape. They're free, including the postage and handling. I've got a very strong message from the 11th chapter of the book of Luke, and I've got songs and a um, letters. But right now, let's pray to the Lord that he will continue anointing me as he has. Because when he anoints me, Father God, when you anoint me, then the people in the church uh, and in the world can tell that I am uh, from you and that it's you speaking through me. Therefore, souls are saved. No man can come unto you unless the Holy Spirit draws uh, them unto you. And Lord, uh, I ask that you strengthen the church and give them enormous uh, tremendous zeal to seek your face and to get into the harvest field where they belong. Lord, I ask it uh, that you destroy Satan's work, and Satan's work will be destroyed when the laborers get out into the field and begin winning souls. Lord, um, and Satan will be rebuked as well when uh, the Spirit is in many of us, uh, he won't know where to go because there'll be so many of us preaching the word. He'll be so busy that he uh, will not be able to do any major great work. I pray, Lord, that you'll chasten those that need to be chastened and that you'll bless everyone that is uh, seeking your face uh, to do all your will, keep all your commandments. And, Lord, pray. I pray that you'll heal the sick and afflicted those that are uh, in your service do uh, give everything to, of the commonwealth of the kingdom of heaven unto them. Uh, block Satan, rebuke him, and um, Lord God, in Jesus' name, open doors for us. I ask all these things in the mighty name of Jesus, and everyone says amen. Amen. All right, now here I am with um, the... Uh, this tremendous orchestra from Prague, the Czech Republic, and uh, the choir, H.B. Barnum's choir, which is called Life Choir, and the Hollywood Choir together, singing my tribute to God be the glory. And I'm singing the lead. Father God, Praise your holy name, Father God. I thank and praise your holy name. I never knew that you'd choose me in the last days to be the head of a worldwide work of God, preaching the gospel to hundreds of millions of people so that they could be led to glory and they would all give glory to you, Father God. None of the glory goes to me, Father. I give all my love and my praise to you, Father God, be the glory. And I thank you, Father God. How can I say thanks for all the things you have done for me? Things so undeserved yet you give 
to prove your love for me the voices of a million angels could not express my gratitude all that I am forever hope to be
Praise the Lord. Amen. To God be the glory for everything. You know these scriptures. Take heed, he tells us. Take heed. We're in the 11th chapter of the book of Luke. Verse 35. Take heed, therefore, that the light which is in thee be not darkness. In other words, we're not to listen to any other doctrine than light. We can't allow anything other than light to enter into our spirit, our souls, our minds. Because when we do, then darkness is entering into us. And the Lord is very good God. He's a loving God, but he's a very strict God. He's a severe God. Severe. As a matter of fact, he's a terrorist. And knowing the terror of the Lord, we don't allow any darkness therein. We don't let any darkness come into the light that is within us. He says, take heed that that doesn't happen. Take heed, therefore, that the light which is in thee be not darkness. Don't let the light fade away by taking in dark things. Now, there's some people in this church that I've seen Satan dealing with them for years, and they fall, and then they all of a sudden say, oh, my God, no, I'm falling, and then they they uh, reach out, and uh, they come and tell me that, and then I tell them, what's happening? They say, well, the devil, the devil is telling me, don't listen to him. Don't listen to him. I said, well, if you know it's the devil, why do you listen to him? It's a Spanish uh, girl, Latina. I said, does he speak to you in Spanish or English? And she gets offended when I say that, but... I'm not trying to be funny. I'm just saying, who, well, you know, what is he saying? Don't listen to him. Oh, take heed that you don't listen to Satan because you're supposed to listen to those that have the rule of you. The, the, the elders, the leaders, the preachers are the rulers of this world. Take heed, therefore, that the light which is the word of God that tells you that the rulers, that you're supposed to listen to them. You're not to listen to the devil. Amen? Amen. Take heed, therefore, that the light, the word of God which is in you, be not turned to darkness by the devil, whether he's speaking in Spanish or English or Portuguese or Polish or whatever, that he's not telling you, don't listen to him. Because him, speaking about me, I'm the one that has been sent to preach more and and pump more light into your vessels. I'm reading from the word of God. What do you mean don't listen to the word of God? Are you crazy? There's other people that I see them. They said they were going to steal one of the cars and go off with another person that uh, allowed their mother and dad to leave the church on a false falsehood that she said oh they were conspiring said don't listen to him we don't like him because uh, some of them have experienced lesbianism before they were saved and we know what the bible says about those kind of people in uh, romans it tells us all about that they're liars and they keep lying they think it's cute they think it's funny but the lord says take heed and the Lord doesn't use idle words. He, he says, when he says, take heed, he says, be careful. Be careful. 
Okay, because you think you're cute, but really you're insane. You think you're intelligent, but really you're insane. And you need to just listen to what the Lord says You when he tells you to be careful that you're not teaching yourself by the devil to blot out the light which I'm reading to you out of the Bible because you're receiving darkness. You feel sorry for yourself when you're being rebuked and reproved rather than being thankful for it. I thank the Lord. When the Lord came down and was telling me things, uh, I always, even if he's rebuking me, I raise my hands up and I say, praise you, Father God, because it's so beautiful to feel the Spirit. But these kind of people don't feel the Spirit. The Spirit has vacated them. And the devil is the one that they listen to all the time. They pay no attention to the light when the Lord says, be careful and don't listen to Satan. Take heed. I warn you, therefore, that the light which is in thee be not darkened or become darkness by you. Listening to the pig, Satan, the Maranita, or the Maranito, or the Puerco, or the Morano, the Cochina. Or the Cochino. Verse 36. If thy whole body therefore be full of light. Because you only listen to the Lord. You don't listen to any voice that says don't listen to the Lord. Don't listen to the preacher of the Lord. Then your whole body will be full of light. If you don't listen to that voice. If thy whole body therefore be full of light, having no part dark, you don't let no part of darkness enter into you. You know, the spirit, the soul is something very, uh, we know from the word of God that it is very important to not receive anything because you can take a glass, a clear glass of water and drop one little drop of ink in it and the whole glass gets dark. And the Bible says a little leaven, a little bit of puff upness, puffy uppedness, a little poison kills the whole body. You can take a cyanide cap, it's very little, but it kills the, destroys the entire body. That's all it takes. And then people wonder why when they take uh, bowls full of bad food, or drink, why they're contaminated. If thy whole body therefore be full of light, full of the word of God, and not listening to the stinking pig, the devil, having no part dark, no ink, no leaven, no poison, none of Satan's words, but people just deliberately Love to just see if God is going to strike him dead or something. I remember when I first got saved, there was a guy. He used to ride me around in his Rolls Royce. He had a Rolls Royce. And he was uh, quite a bit crazy, but he wanted to 
drive me around and sit in the back seat and for everybody to say, oh, there's a movie star. He says, look at him, look, look at him, look, look at him, look. Well, when I got saved, I told him, I says, the Lord told me that, uh, if, you know, if I, uh, if I don't tell the people in that room about the Lord Jesus Christ and that he's coming back to earth again, he's going to kill me and send my soul to hell. He says, why didn't you not do it so you could see? I says, you know, all the time I knew you were sick in your head, but now I know it for sure. If God ever does, and they, for some reason, they caught him. He was flying to Washington, D.C., and I heard, I don't know for sure if it's true, but I heard that he was um, going to on some mission to against some uh, uh, person in Washington. Of course, we don't use guns, bullets, and bombs, but this man was not saved, and he was about to launch out into the deep and uh, take somebody's life. Well, they put him in prison. He's there for life, from what I understand. So if your whole body, therefore, be full of light, you know, then there's no way that Satan can get into you and start telling you to kill the president or to kill your mother, your father, your sister, your brothers, your children, to drown them in bathtubs or to throw them out the window like you see people doing or to walk into a school and uh, mow down all of the people in the school. What kind of, uh, you're, you have to be full of light in order to prevent this from happening. And these crazy people, these psychiatrists and all that, they say, we have to split his head open so that we can see if there's anything different about his brain than a brain of a normal person that has died. Has died. You idiots, uh, you are uh, totally Id idiotic. Uh, you're completely void of spiritual understanding. Uh, these things that uh, cause people to do this is demons entering into their bodies. And they're telling to look at that kid in here in the school. He uh, put you down in front of your girlfriend yesterday. And your girlfriend now thinks you're scum because of this, what this guy did in front of you. He pushed you in the face. Go get a gun and kill him. This is Satan. This is darkness trying to enter into your life. But if your whole body, therefore, was uh, full of light, uh, having no part of darkness, then the whole shall be full of light. Uh, there's nothing that darkness can't overpower light. Uh, for instance, you go into a dark room and throw the switch on, and the light makes all the darkness vanish. You might see shadows here and there, but if the room is entirely lit, there's no kind of darkness because that's more powerful than light and that's the same thing with the word of god when your body is full your uh, whole eye is filled filled with light as when the <clears throat> bright shining of a candle does give the light into a room then satan can come to you and you know the whole word of god and satan says kill that person say get thee hence satan the Bible says that thou shalt not do murder. No murderer shall enter the kingdom of God. And then said, well, here's a pretty girl. Look at she's naked. You flee from the very appearance evil. You come against it. That woman is of no value to you whatsoever. As a matter of fact, she'll send your soul to hell. The Bible says that no adulterer, no fornicator shall enter the kingdom of God. And for me to flee from the very appearance of evil. 
And then there's uh, there's a million dollars laying here. If you took a handful of the money in this office, they left the money foolishly there, they won't even miss it. The Bible says no thief shall enter the kingdom of God. No murderer. No murderer. That includes people that are aborting their children. They're murdering their children. That's first degree murder, folks. It's the same thing God sent the Israelites into Africa into the land of Canaan. Canaan was uh, first begotten by Ham. And uh, there's no possible way. Um, So we have to have the whole body filled with uh, light, and that means that's the whole armor of God. When you put on the whole word of God, you've got the armor of God to be able to defend you from any satanic force. Go into the school and kill all your school chums because this guy and this guy and these girls over here were laughing when this guy pushed your face when your girlfriend, uh, and she fled because she was afraid. Now she doesn't have any use for you because you didn't do anything. Come on, show yourself to be a man. Go in and murder these people for doing this to you. Well, you say, look, you know, uh, my soul is more important than uh, my face being pushed in. Um, my soul is more important than me. Uh, a bunch of people that lied about me, I know who they were because I was there in the courtroom when they were sitting in the witness stand, uh, falsely witnessing against me. But they're still alive. I, I, You know, my soul going into the kingdom of heaven, I'm not to take revenge on these people. I'm trying, I have to show them that I have God in me and that I didn't do anything to them whatsoever. Nothing. And even one of them wrote a letter into the prison when it was time for me to uh, go to the hearing uh, to be released. And he wrote bad letters about me that were false. And about uh, uh, Susie. And still, he's still alive. And uh, <clears throat> so... Uh, I don't let darkness, no matter what you do to me, I'm not going to do anything to you. I'm going to pray about you. I'm going to pray that your soul gets saved. I'm going to pray that God will straighten you out. And if you don't, God will kill you or he'll do something terrible to you or take one of your loved ones or something. So you better take heed on that one, too, because you may think you're getting uh, by with uh, things. Uh, he, uh, letting yourself yield to darkness instead of being full of light. But uh, God, uh, he knows what you're doing. He knows what you're up to. And um, therefore, um, he uh, will punish you some way. And if you don't want to repent, he'll take you out into eternity. And you'll be in hell in the lake of fire. When hell gets thrown into the lake of fire, death and hell, you'll be there and you'll never uh, be without pain throughout eternity. Verse 37. And as Jesus spake, a certain Pharisee besought him to dine with him. And he went in and sat down to uh, meet, to eat with him. Verse 38. And when the Pharisee saw it, he marveled that he had not first washed before dinner. Verse 39. 
And the Lord said unto him, um, Now do ye Pharisees make clean the outside of the cup. In other words, you clean yourself up, you look like goody two-shoes. You like uh, Baptists, these Baptist people where they wear these uh, nice suits and they, they, they're squeaky looking. But they believe once saved, always saved, and they preach that garbage. Now do you Pharisees make clean the outside of the cup. I don't, I didn't wash my hands because I'm clean anyway. And the platter, you, you, you keep the outside of the cup and the platter outside, but your inward part is full of ravening and wickedness. You're like ravening wolves inside. Verse 40, you fools, did not he that made that which is without make that which is within also? Didn't God uh, that made you outside make you inside also? Verse 41, but rather give alms of such uh, things as ye have. And behold, all things are clean unto you. Um, just because you give alms. Okay. But, uh, for verse 42, but woe unto you, Pharisees. Uh, for you tithe mint, you give tithes and offerings and mint and rue and all manner of herbs and Passover judgment. You pay no attention to the righteous judgment and the love of God. You don't pay any attention to keeping God's commandments. That's what love is, the keeping God's commandments. These you should have done. In other words, these ought ye to have done and not to leave the other undone. In other words, you washing your hands and pressing your clothes and sending them to the cleaners and you uh, dress real nice, you got your shoes shined and uh, your fingernails manicured and your toenails and all these things, but inside you're like a evil, filthy wolf. Uh, the devil. And the Lord tells them, verse 43, Woe unto you, Pharisees, for you love the uppermost seats in the synagogue, in the synagogues and greetings in the markets. Verse 44, You like uh, the praise of men and to sit in the cheap place when people say, God, he must really be something, man, that he's got the best seat here in the synagogue. Uh, uh, the, he got the uppermost seat in the synagogue. Well, we have to look up at him. And greetings in the markets. Oh, how you doing, Isaac? Everything cool today? Oh, yes. Uh, we think you're a great man. Verse 44. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites, for you are as graves, whited sepulchers, which appear not. You look beautiful on the outside, and the men that walk over them 
are not aware of him, of them. Verse 45. Then answered one of the lawyers and said unto him, Master, thus saying, thou reproachest us also. Verse 46. And he said, and Jesus said, Woe unto you also, ye lawyers. For ye, and a lot of lawyers uh, laugh about this one. But, uh, you know, people treat the word of God loosely. Woe unto you also, you lawyers. For ye laid men with burdens grievous to be borne. In other words, you tell your clients that your uh, this case is far worse than you have any idea. You need to pay me hundreds of thousands of dollars to get you out of this. So the lawyers are worse or just as bad as the people that are suing them falsely. And ye yourselves touch not the burdens with one of your fingers. In other words, you charge lots of money, but you're not doing a thing. You're out playing golf someplace. You're wicked. And people that are suffering and going through all kinds of hell, you tell them they're going to go to prison or something like that, unless you give them hundreds of thousands of dollars. They give them the money, and they don't even put one finger towards stopping you, preventing you from going to prison. Verse 47, Woe unto you, for you build the sepulchers of the prophets, and your fathers were the ones that killed them. Verse 48, Truly you bear witness that you allow the deeds of your fathers. In other words, you still let uh, the people around you persecute and murder the prophets. For they indeed killed them, actually murdered them, and you build their sepulchers to try to make it look like you really were a godly person, and you're not. 49. Therefore also said the uh, wisdom of God, I will send them prophets and apostles, and some of them they shall slay and persecute. Verse 50, that the blood of all the prophets, which was shed from the foundation of the world, may be required of this generation. So in other words, this generation knows all the persecution that the uh, has come against the prophets of old, and they're building these graves for them, these beautiful tombstones, and still they're allowing the same thing to happen in this generation. Verse 51, from the blood of Abel unto the blood of Zacharias, which perished between the altar and the temple. Have to change the page. Verily I say unto you, it shall be required of this generation. My God, they're going to face judgment and God's going to send them to hell. Verse 52. 
and all of those of you that agree with this one world government, this one world system. The book of Revelation tells that there's going to be a mark. The Bible tells us that there's going to be a mark placed on people's foreheads or on their hands. And if you take that mark, uh, you're, uh, you have blasphemed the Holy Spirit. There's no possible way that you can enter the kingdom of heaven. There's no forgiveness in this world or in the world to come. So this is called the mark of the beast. Verse 52, woe unto you lawyers. The Lord just keeps hammering at them because they really think they're smart. For you have taken away the key of knowledge. You make it look like you're the knowledgeable one and that what you're saying is true. And by God, if they don't bring the money into you, uh, you know, you have such expenses, you know, playing a few bucks to the country club and paying for your golf clubs and stuff and all the work and hours that you're putting into it when you're not really putting anything into it at all. You don't even put your little finger to it. You entered not in yourselves and then that were ent- uh, entering in ye hindered so there isn't anything that enters into you but no wisdom or knowledge or anything like that it's just larceny ripping off your clients 50, uh, verse 53 and as he said these things unto them the scribes and the Pharisees began to urge him uh, vehemently and to provoke him to speak of many things hoping to catch him in some words like you see some of these phony preachers they get caught up into the political system and they get embarrassed then they begin apologizing to the devil to satanic catholic cult you filthy Catholic cultists, homosexuals, child molesters. Verse 54, laying wait for him and seeking to catch something out of his mouth that they might accuse him. Well, they can't catch anything out of God's mouth that they can accuse him of, except when he said that uh, he's a king. And he is but they couldn't recognize the spiritual king. Amazing because of all the souls that he won to the to the kingdom of heaven and also so amazing because he, wrote, he raised people from the dead and healed so many people. That doesn't mean anything to idiots, to evil people. Chapter 12. In the meantime, when there were gathered together an innumerable multitude of people, insomuch that they crowed one upon another, he began to say unto his disciples first of all, Beware ye of the leaven of the Pharisees. In other words, which is hypocrisy. Uh, That's sin. To say one thing and do another or to preach a gospel that people have to keep and they don't do it themselves. Verse 2, 
for there is nothing covered. In other words, the things that you think are being covered are not. Nothing is covered that shall not be revealed, neither hid that shall not be known. Verse 3, Therefore whatsoever you have spoken in darkness shall be heard in the light at judgment. It's all going to come out of your mouth. Your backbitings, your false accusations, all the different things, your antichrist philosophies, your satanic sayings and doings and jokings and jivings, and that which ye have spoken in the ear in closets shall be proclaimed upon the housetops. Verse 4. And I say unto you, my friends, be not afraid of them that kill or murder the body. And after that, have no more that they can do to you. Verse 5. But I will forewarn you whom ye shall fear. I'm going to tell you who you should definitely fear. Fear him which after he hath killed, hath power to cast into hell. In other words, I'll tell you, I'll forewarn you of whom you're supposed to fear. The whole duty of man is to fear God and keep his commandments. So Jesus says, I'm going to warn you who it is that you're supposed to fear. Don't fear somebody that can kill your body, but fear him which after he has killed your body, has also power to cast you into hell. Yes, Jesus says, I say unto you, fear him, fear God. Satan can kill you, but he can't kill your soul. He can't send your soul to hell. That's why you're sub- we have to stand steadfast in the Lord. Verse 6, God can kill you, and he will. He threatens it. He says, I make alive and I kill. Verse 6, Are not five sparrows sold for two farthings, and not one of them is uh, forgotten before God? Not one sparrow. Verse 7, But even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not, therefore, ye are of more value than many sparrows. Why? Because the Spirit of God is in you. And you're a messenger of God. If you're not uh, being a messenger of God, then what value are you? You're of no value whatsoever, and you're not to be cumbering the earth. You're eating and drinking the things of this world that God has provided for you, but you're not uh, giving anything in return. You're not doing what he says. Verse 8, also I say unto you, whosoever shall confess me before men, him shall the Son of Man also confess before uh, angels of God. Does that mean that if I just confess with my mouth uh, about Jesus, I confess uh, Jesus before men? Oh, Jesus is the Savior. Jesus is the Savior. No, that isn't confession before men. Confessing before men is that you keep the commandments of the Lord before men. That's confessing and that's showing the people that the Son of Man um The Son of God is in you. 
And if you do that, if you confess Jesus before men, in other words, you keep the commandments before men, and if they threaten to kill you, you don't, you don't start uh, recanting, but you just let them do it, because you'll be in heaven in just a split second after that. If you do that, well, then Jesus, some man, will also confess you before the angels of God. Verse 9, But he that denieth me before men shall be denied before the angels of God. I'll deny you. First, and also my father will deny you. will go to hell and the lake of fire. Verse 10, And whosoever shall speak a word against the Son of Man, because, you know, I'm a human, but the spirit in me is of God. Yeah, speak against uh, the word against the Son of Man, it shall be forgiven him. But unto him that blasphemeth against the Holy Spirit, it shall never, shall not be forgiven. Never, ever. Verse 11. And when they bring you unto the synagogues and unto magistrates and powers of Satan, of course, take ye no thought how ye, um, how or what thing ye shall answer or what you shall say. I remember when I was in the courtroom and I was in a, to get a bail, bailed out on these false charges. There was this, uh, woman in the courtroom and I, I just was trying to blank my, uh, mind so that the things that I uh, was supposed to answer would be strictly from the Lord. And so this woman said something that was uh, really a, <laughs> a huge lie. Um, she said I harpooned her first of all. You know, my attorney said, was that a harpoon? That it was, uh, that harpoons whales? And they didn't answer the whole courtroom was just laughing like crazy because I really don't even go out of the house hardly, let alone drive up to her house and harpoon her. And, um, this was, the satanic daughter of Susie. And she also said that I raped her. Oh, oh my God. And so the prosecutor said, did you rape her? And the spirit came down to me and says, I have never raped a, a, a water buffalo. This woman is about close to 350, 400 pounds. And I said, I have never raped any water buffalo. And the whole courtroom, uh, they didn't come back and say, but did you rape her? <laughs> they all just left. They knew very good and well I hadn't done anything like that because I couldn't stand her and she uh, really couldn't stand me because uh, the Lord put Sue and myself together and this girl uh, was from another marriage and she was running around out into the world and having sex. She had an illegitimate child by the son of this uh, English actor, character actor. It was an illegitimate daughter, a girl, 
They said on the beach that she was constantly running after men on the beach and trying to get them to have sexual relationships with her. And um, she would actually eat a whole cake. I mean, you know, this is neither here nor there, and she'd drink about a, a half a gallon of milk at one sitting, and she, while she's chewing it, she'd say, well, what are we going to have for supper, Mom? She despised me because her mother loved me because God gave me to her, and I was helping her out. I was nine years younger than the mother, and the mother is beautiful and uh, had a nice figure. Uh, that's Susie Alamo. And uh, everybody knows how much I loved her and how I despised. And we're supposed to despise satanic people. She was on drugs. She was going to all uh, horrible different places like that. And so she wanted to get back at me after Susie passed away. And um, she wanted to actually get Susie's... Uh, she told uh, people that Susie was making an entire fortune Susie said, what for? Uh, what can I spend it on? I've got terminal cancer. I can't even eat. And this girl is the most horrible, one of the most horrible people I've ever met in my life. But anyway, uh, the Lord put those words in her mouth. I have never had sex or raped any water buffalo. And to the people in the government that just slew them, I mean, they were just laughing so hard. And when I went up to the probation officer afterwards, the next day, they were still laughing about it. So that's good to be in the spirit of the Lord so that you can know how to answer all things. Verse 12, for the Holy Spirit shall teach uh, you in the same hour what you ought to say. When that came down from the Lord, I thought, oh, my God, I'm going to say that in this court. They're going to think I'm sarcastic. But I just said it anyway. I let the Lord say it right out of my mouth, just like I'm letting him say the things that I'm saying now out of my mouth. I'm not letting uh, my words come forth. It's him and him alone that you're hearing right now. So uh, we have letters. It's time for me uh, uh, to read letters. Where's the first one from? We'll take up on this uh, tomorrow. From Ghana, Africa. Okay, let's read it. Dear Pastor Lomo, may the Almighty God shower his blessing upon you, your family, and, and the entire body of Christ within your ministry. Pastor, I would like to thank you for the material you sent to me, that is, the Messiah books, the newsletters, and other literature. May the Lord raise and lift you skyrocketing, that all will see your brightness. Amen. As I was distributing your newsletters, as well as your Messiah books, I have seen a lot of miraculous ways in which God directs the distribution. I have received one box of newsletters so far, and I would like you to send me more to distribute. People around me have been consulting me as to how to get the newsletters and Messiah books to help them become full Christians. I am grateful to inform you that the newsletters are doing more wonders in the lives of people within my locality. Many have repented and been baptized. I would like you to send me some Bibles for people who have repented from their sins as well as CDs and more literature. I have a vehement belief that you will provide me with the above materials. May the anointing for spiritual breakthroughs fall mightily upon you as well as the anointing of overcoming in the name of Jesus. May all demonic hindrances to the progress of your ministry and family be roasted in Jesus' name. Amen. Please, Pastor Olamo, do not forget to pray for me and my family. Remember us all the time when you are praying. Thank you. Yours sincerely, Michael from Mancasim, Ghana, Africa. Praise the Lord. Father, uh, bless them in Jesus' name. Build a wall 
Encamp your angels surrounded about them. Build a wall of fire around about them in Jesus' name. Do you have another letter? Yes. From Orissa, India. Dear Pastor, greetings to you in the name of Jesus Christ. We are safe here by your mighty prayers and by the grace of God under the wings of the Lord. I hope you will be doing well by the grace of God. Thank you very much for sending your world newsletters and six audio cassettes. Some of the college students are reading your newsletters and changing their mind and receiving the Lord Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. I need one tape recorder for people to listen to your messages when you have sent the cassettes. Please pray for us, your brother in Christ, Sayamal from Orissa, India. Oh, praise the Lord. Right, it's time to pray. Uh, you know, the Lord even tells you what to say in a courtroom. It's so miraculous, I would have never thought of something like that. Because um, it's just, you know, they accuse Jesus of the same thing, uh, of uh, raping people and having sexual relationships, what he never did at all. But, you know, it's hard to uh, combat a liar. You can't lock against them. They can say anything they please. And people can believe whatever they please. Uh, this is the way it goes. But the Lord said that it's good to just listen to the Lord and his people. Let the light shine into you rather than any of this darkness. But so you can uh, start out by having power. And you're going to need all the power you can get in these last days to resist Satan. And when you resist him, he will flee from you. You just use the word of God and the blood of Jesus. So say this prayer and the Lord will enter into you and you'll be free from Satan. You'll be free to worship the Lord. Say it. My Lord and my God, have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of the living God and I believe that he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my former filthy sins. And I believe that you, Father God, raised Jesus from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. I open the door of my heart, and I invite the entire triune Godhead into me. Jesus, come into me. Father God, come into me. Holy Spirit, live in me and guide me. Uh, wash all of my filthy sins away, Jesus, in the blood that you shed for me on the cross at Calvary. You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. You will save my soul. Therefore, I know that you have heard me, and I know that you have answered me, and I know that I'm saved. You said that all who call upon your name shall be saved, and I know I'm saved, and I thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my soul. Now just raise your hands up and praise and thank the Lord. And Sharon, tell our listening audience how they can receive a copy of this program, number 739. It's free. Let us know whether you want a CD or an audio tape. Go to alamoministries.com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas 75505, or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370, or fax to area code 479-782-7406. This is World Pastor Tony Alamo saying, tune in tomorrow. For another straight way instructions how to enter into the kingdom of heaven and to stay solid on that solid rock, Christ Jesus, the word of God, one day at a time. Here I am now to sing with the big orchestra from Europe and conducted by and arranged by H.B. Barnum and the Life Choir. What a friend we have in Jesus. 
Jesus is my friend because he showed me that he existed. He showed me there was a heaven and a hell. And he delivered me from hell. He showed me the way. That he was the way, the truth, and the life. No one can take his place. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything. God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. Oh, because we do not carry Everything, everything to God in prayer. Every trials and temptations, everybody knows. Take, take it to the Lord in prayer. 